Hi, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome back to the MSP Success Factor podcast. Um, we do this every once in a while and part, make it part of the MSP show for managed service providers who are out there just like wanting a, that secret sauce or uh, that trick or something to help catapult them to success in the MSP space. And with me today is Chris Michalek, and Chris is a longtime friend and client of ours up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I say up because I'm down in Florida. But Chris, uh, I'm sure you guys are having uh, almost spring now in Winston-Salem. Uh, is that winter stuff all gone away? Uh, no, we had snow on the ground this morning, along with ice. <laughs> well, what can you say? Yeah. So Chris, you've been in the you've been in this business for a, a long, uh, a long time. Uh, first off, just give us a quick introduction about you and Parkway Tech. How did you get started in this industry? You know, what, um, you know, and how did Parkway uh, become Parkway? Yeah, absolutely. So I started way back in high school, actually, working for a uh, computer repair shop, little local operation, moved from there to another one that I managed and thought I was going to get out of IT, did a venture in banking for a bit, but uh, moved back into it when we moved to Virginia and there was no local computer presence. So I started up a repair shop with the idea of serving what I was used to, more retail and uh, within just a few months, we started to get business clients. And so uh, Parkway PCs became Parkway Technology Solutions. And uh, within uh, about a year and a half of that, we jettisoned our retail operation, didn't do any residential work, and went solely for businesses in Southwest Virginia and uh, the Piedmont area of North Carolina, which is Winston, Greensboro, and High Point. So you've been in this business for how long now, Chris? I'll be 10 years in April, officially, for uh, Parkway Tech. So what have you, what have you learned uh, in, the first, in those first 10 years? And I'm sure the early, your early years, you probably made a number of, uh, of key mistakes. Oh, so many, so many. So, I mean, I'll give you the, the biggest thing, and it's really taken me until the latter half of 2017 to kind of get through my thick skull, which is that, if you're not focused on sales and marketing and growth, then that's not the engine that's driving you. You know, technical services you need to be good at, sure, but that, that stuff can come. I mean, honestly, if you're a competent technician and you've got a competent team, that's, in my mind, that's the least of your concerns. You need to get a consistent sales and marketing plan in place um, that's repeatable and that brings you clients on a consistent, manageable basis. Um, so, I mean, that's been our focus now for... Uh, here are coming on, getting ready to start our 10th year, is kicking that engine into high gear. I've got two full-time salespeople on board, serving two different markets here close by. And uh, I've got some, uh, of course, plenty of marketing plans in place. We're getting a new website done. But anything that fuels that growth is a priority, and anything else is secondary at this point. So, Chris, you know, we hear all kinds of pundits in the MSP space, Gary Pika, uh, my friend that her name can't be mentioned, uh, you know, and others that say, you know, we you got to focus on sales and marketing. Lots of people out there are saying that message. What do you think stops or what stopped you from realizing that, you know, you needed to make that investment in sales and marketing early on? And what, what was the light bulb moment in 2017 that made you say, ah, you know, I got to do this marketing and sales if I really want to grow my company? Sure. So what stopped me is, is fairly easy. I, I'm, not, I'm not a sales and marketer, at least that's not my forte. 
Uh, I'm definitely more comfortable in the technical role, the strategic role. I, I tend to like to think things through quite a bit rather than necessarily doing the implementation, which can be a problem. And so uh, in terms of getting out, networking, that's, that's not my thing. I, I like the more behind the scenes type of thing. Um, so uh, that was a big thing. And we had hired a salesperson real early on. And to be fair, a lot of it was they were in a fit. And then and coupled with we were early on and didn't really understand our market, our message. Um, so that didn't go well. So I, I had trepidations about stepping back in and hiring a sales team. Um, but in 2017, after about a year of looking at the business and honestly debating on whether it was something I even wanted to continue or whether I wanted to try to find something else with a career path or uh, take a full-time job somewhere. Um, you know, I had offers from friends, hey, come help me out with this. Hey, come do this with me. Whether I was actually going to do it um, and I decided to get serious about Parkway Tech, I looked and I said, you know, I need to quit being so scared. If I put myself out there, we've got a unique value proposition. We've got clients that love us and seeing our praises constantly and constantly come up to me and say they're recommending me. I just need to put the steps I know into place. And if I'm not the person to go out there and do the sale selling, well, then I need to find people who can so that we can, uh, we can grow and we can start to uh, be getting bigger because if you're in business and you're not getting bigger, you're going to be shrinking just attrition and everything else. Well, the the author of the Pumpkin Plan, which is a book that I know you and I have been studying recently, you know, he says if you're average, you're losing. So the a lot of the MSPs out there are already, you know, already losing because they are just, you know, just average. Because I think, I think you and I have numerous conversations about that. I think that's where you found yourself prior to your aha moment in 2017. Is that a is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we looked at our messaging and what you fall into. And I mean, it's the same thing everybody in the industry does, right? Oh, we provide managed services. We give you a fixed flat rate. Well, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that was unique. Now it's not. So what, what is your key thing? What separates you? Is it a particular vertical? Is it a specialty for customer service? Is it a special uh, niche in terms of security or something? Um, you know, what is going to set you apart where somebody's going to be able to not pigeonhole you as just the computer guy that's the same as the guy down the road slamming his trunk? Yeah, that's uh, you know exactly what I, uh, I I work with clients all the time with curses. There's helping them find their unique voice, and you and I have spoken about this uh, on a few occasions. Now you guys are really going after one vertical and you know one vertical only, with you know not to the exclusion of others, but really from a marketing message at least going after and the sales efforts going after one vertical. Explain to me the the reasoning behind that and. What really forced you, to, or to, what what helped you determine the vertical that you you've selected? Well, uh, two things made it incredibly easy to select this vertical and focus on it. First of all, when I sorted out where our current clients are, and especially by revenue, how much they bring in and how much total profit, um, the legal field was the one that just was head and shoulders above everybody else. And second, we enjoyed working with them, which may sound strange to enjoy working with lawyers, but uh, we, we've enjoyed it quite a bit. I've got several friends who are attorneys who are real small time, so they're not necessarily going to do business with me, but kind of a core team there I can bounce ideas off of. And so it just came down to the fact that seeing all this, uh, it, was, it was easy to say that's where we want to put our focus. And, and you know, I know a lot of managed service providers, Chris, kind of balk at the idea of going into one vertical 
But uh, again, I'm going to reference Pumpkin Plan because you and I, you and I have been looking at that book. Is you know that's what you know that's you know it, there's proven success in becoming a vertical focused organization. But what do you think, Chris, stops? I would say 95% of the managed service providers out there from going all in on you know on a single vertical and becoming the experts in a single vertical. Would you think it's some sort of fear? That uh, you know, if that vertical goes sideways, and you know, and test them, and test I mean, my you know, my MFP focuses 100 percent on oil and gas. So, do you think there's uh, do you think there's fear to um, that it hinders people from you know fully jumping into you know serving a single vertical? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the idea, especially you know, when you're early years, you're fighting for all the business, right? So, you if they've got a pulse and they've got a checkbook, then you're going to take them usually. But the issue becomes that as you grow, you've got to change that mindset. And so instead of a mindset of scarcity, you've got to look at how big is that opportunity still? Because if I can close, you know, 1% of businesses in my area, that sounds great. But what if I could close 10 to 15 to 20% of a particular vertical across the country? How much bigger is that? Even if I could close 1% across the country, I'm probably bigger. So those are the things to look at. And yeah, I mean, you, you think, oh, what's going to happen to the vertical? But ultimately, it's so much easier for people to recommend you because instead of you competing and, you know, competing even in a geography where you're, what sets us apart? Oh, we're faster or whatever. I mean, we know things like Time Matters, Needles, Amicus, uh, World Docs, all these sorts of legal software inside and out. In fact, uh, I would say that in some cases, we know it better than some of the te their own tech support reps that we get. But, you know, we know this stuff so we can bring that and it gives me a better opportunity to do what I enjoy most, which is strategizing with clients. So I know the inside and outs of what a law firm needs and where their particular pain points are. And a lot of it's similar to my own. So it's really great in the sense that I, they operate in the same mindset. And so I can come in and deliver something rather than constantly having to learn differences about the industry or switching my hat and saying, okay, I got a manufacturing client now. So that's going to be a different process and uh, implementation than this medical group over here. And I mean, I'm a great example, Chris, I mean, every time I step out of servicing managed service providers, I, I get a drastic reminder to why I shouldn't, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's a distraction, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, the manufacturing company, if you want to specialize in legal, becomes a distraction. Uh, and again, I, I know what it's like to start up and, you know, and there's a little bit of nerves and you've got, you've got a mortgage to pay and you've got kids you got to feed and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, you take every piece of garbage client that comes your way. But there comes a maturity point where you start looking and saying, okay, I just can't continue to operate this way. And you're right. You know, you and I have spoken about, we're not going to, we're not going to disclose, but you have big legal opportunities in multiple major cities across the United States right now because of that focus on the legal, legal vertical, correct? Yeah, and I mean, you know, for even, I mean, we've got these new salespeople on board and um, you know, one of them, I mean, his first week, he realized this and so he started to have some contacts around and cold called a few uh, legal firms outside the area, got referred to one of them that's uh, well outside our normal geography. And, you know, all they had to do was go to our website and say, well, these people specialize in working with this. I recognize the software, I recognize these terms, this is so much better than me just wondering if my existing IT company that's local can handle it. I mean, these people really understand and think about for our own businesses, right? I mean, what do, you, what do we want to see? I mean, 
one reason we love working with Egalistic, you guys focus on managed services. There's unique things from there that you already have that I don't have to explain the market. I don't have to explain why something may work great for a retail Etsy shop, but it doesn't work well for my business. And so there's so many things there when you know, you're working with somebody that specializes and you can bring the same thing when you specialize in verticals. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, you know, and also, you know, some other verticals that people can relate to are, you know, technology verticals as well. So mm -hmm. we do have clients that specialize in a piece of technology, like be it SharePoint or Cisco, uh, and that stuff works, uh, and that work, stuff works really well from a vertical perspective anyway. But you mentioned Ulistic. So I gotta, you know, I gotta get your feel on, you know, so a person who may be listening to this podcast is looking for a marketing company or looking to, you know, either work with us to talk, they've talked to Melissa, they talked to a member of my team. Chris, you know, what would you tell an MSC who's kind of sitting on the fence whether they should engage in Ulistic versus any other of the numerous marketing companies that are out there today? So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll repeat what I've said several times on the phone to some of these people when they've called me up, and that's that with Ulistic, you're going to get some very important things that, in my checking, because I've definitely worked with some of these other firms, it's not just I, you know, only worked with Ulistic. You're going to get just professional marketing materials, stuff that I have had clients comment and say, you, it looks like a Fortune 500 company did it, even though I know it's you. And you know, I love the messaging here. I love the graphics. I love the design. It caught my eye. So we've got that, and then you get the understanding and the continual improvement. So there's a lot of marketing companies out there, we will leave them nameless, who are doing what worked 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe even five years ago. But it's a fast moving market. You and I have talked about Facebook ads was big, but that for a lot of industries, especially a service type industry, we're starting to see that going away if that time's not already passed. Google AdWords was big. And there are certain markets you can maybe still make it work, but it's not what it used to be. So what I love about Ulistic is you guys are always ahead of the curve. There's always something new that you're testing. When something doesn't work, you're not just cleaning onto it. You know, you you have enough data points. Once you can say, yeah, this isn't working, that's it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna find something else. We've got this other thing that works. We're gonna pour resources into that. And so it lets me know that I'm not gonna be wasting the precious dollars that I've got because I'm not a multi-million dollar MSP at this point. So. I can go on my budget and get the biggest bane for my buck, as well as, of course, great advice, great resources, and just great overall design that makes me look every bit as professional as a company 10, 15 times my size. And of course, Chris, what everybody wants to know is results. How are the results been? Uh, and in all, in all, in all, in all uh, honesty and openness, you started with us for a while. You mm -hmm. took a little bit of a break when you were, you know, obviously, you know, when you were contemplating, um, you know, the business direction you wanted to go, but now you're back in full force. But let's talk about some of the results you've had. Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started working with you, we got results immediately. I tell people, you know, it may not be typical, but we, we were getting leads consistently, um, being able to close those leads. They were good quality. These were not, you know, crap people calling up. Um, and then, yeah, we moved away for a bit. And leads still were coming in, but I think that was more residual. And then what I noticed is they dried up. And so now, you know, back with you all, we're getting good results again. My sales team that I've brought on that have worked for, you know, other lar much larger companies have commented on how easy it is and how reassured they feel going in and canvassing or going into a meeting because they've got the professional materials, they've got everything they need 
to present well and hopefully get a decision from that prospect. Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. So one of the things that I, wa I also wanted to, uh, you know, drive the point home uh, is you also, Chris, take responsibility for your own success. You don't sit back and just expect, you know, the gusher of opportunity to come in. So I'm, I'm a big believer of the rising tide raises all ships. So you're out there also doing your work, either your sales professionals or you yourself, and that also helps contribute. So there's a little bit of a responsibility on both sides of the equation here to make this a success. Success, But, uh, you know, I think you would agree, Chris, that you just can't sit back and wait for everything to happen. You gotta, you gotta be the creator of your own success, correct? Yeah, I mean, if you if you sit back and just expect it to happen, somebody's going to turn on that funnel for you, and you're going to be drowning in leads. It's it's not the way any business works, right? Why do why do why uh, why do big businesses that have a lot more name recognition than we do spend you know hundreds of millions of dollars a year on marketing and sales activities? Because they've got to keep their name out there. They know. I mean. And that's what you've got to do. But again, you give us the tools, you give us the resources, you give us a valuable resource for me to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you know about it? And then I know I'm going to get an honest answer of, oh, we tried it with you know several clients. We've tried to tweak. It's not going to work. Or, you know what? We haven't tried that, but why don't you do this? And here's what I would recommend to go out after that. So yeah, I mean, you know, if you, if you put in that time, you're going to get the biggest result there uh, with you know working with Ulistic, and it makes it easy to shortcut a lot of this. Perfect, Chris. Perfect. So, folks, in conclusion, this um, you know Chris Michaelick, Parkway Tech, uh, great MSP success story, ten years in the making. I like to say, Chris, you're an overnight success that took ten years to make. Absolutely. So you know, just recently, they said he just started realizing you know where where his focus should be single vertical sales and marketing focused, and that's what you need to do to really start growing your managed service business. Chris, thanks for the insight. It's, as always, it's a real, it's a real pleasure. Uh, and, um, you know, I really look forward to uh, being part of your long-term success for you and your lovely bride. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. I appreciate it.